Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Entertainment Podcast. I am Trevor Saad, and joining me today is Warrior Will. <sighs> I hope everyone's going fast right now to theaters right now, because Sonic movie, Sonic yep. Yep, is, is currently out right now, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing the, the box office at the time of this recording is going to be an instant million, million bucks, no doubt about that, or even 10 million, I don't know. Oh, come on. Give, if I recall correctly, and I know this is 2020, Sonic made, I want to say, 40 to 60 million in its opening weekend, and this is the sequel. So I would I would be shocked if it didn't get between sixty to eighty million in its in its opening weekend. I feel confident. But then again, there's a lot of Sonic fa- fanboys out there. I'm looking at you, Tyler, and yeah, no, no doubt about it. It's gonna be coming out in droves. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. All right. And speaking of te- speaking of which, here is Tyler's. Te- what? Sorry, there's a, there's a note on our board here. Uh, guys can't do the podcast. See a green emerald, much to touch. Oh, that can't possibly go wrong. <laughs> well if he does ever return uh we, we shall welcome him back maybe so to replace him emphasis on replace here is skull kid scott hello yeah yeah see we you notice how we tried to get rid of him and now he's like finding ways back first with the smash <laughs> brothers thing and now and knuckle i'm sorry tyler mysteriously vanishes it's... I only half-heartedly gave him the Master Emerald to look at. I appreciate I appreciate you acknowledging that I was talking about the Master Emerald. Nice job. Uh, but yes, we have a very interesting show for you today. So let's get it all started off with what have you been playing? And I will go first because I, of course... Ow. Sorry, I just broke something in my hand. That, that doesn't feel nice. Um, I, of course, been playing Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And I do have my review up on the Outer Haven for you to peruse. And as predicted by me, last podcast, I gave it a 4 out of 5. It's a strong, strong <laughs> 4 out of 5, okay? I did beat the game. Oh, sorry, beat the game, quotation marks, uh, before finishing. Uh, I have not completed it, which is a hint of things to come. But it was really fun. The final boss fight was legit hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> very interesting but it did also help cement my feelings about the game because they just straight up gave you an info dump. Oh, like, okay, okay, okay. They did. I mean, you will. You've beaten the game, so yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just yeah, saying, like I, you, I they gave us an info dump of for everything, and I'm like, you couldn't have just not done that, you know? I mean, I made the Elden Ring comparison before. I'm like, they don't do info dumps to my knowledge, so why are you? <laughs> so do better, Kirby. <laughs> but so the game was fun. Uh. There's actually post-game content, which technically is just as big as the original content. Okay. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I've been so busy this week. Um, But yeah, it's a really fun game. Highly recommended. Easily one of the best Switch games out there. Easily one of the best Kirby games, as we talked about last week. Um, Again, So definitely go try it out. You you will not regret it. I've also been playing Fire Emblem Heroes. I didn't realize there was a lot going on today. So, you know, there was a new, there was the new banner. There was the Tempest Trials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of fun. I did get my young Ike and Miss... Okay, I want to pause right here. Oh, you too? Oh, yeah, I, I did. It took, I didn't get mine on my free summon, though. I had it, I, I had it summoned a few times. But I got Ike and Mist. That doesn't look like Ike. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm used to his adult form, but it just doesn't look like Ike. I don't know. That's just me. I mean, granted, you, you, it's hard to recognize him without the headband or the usual outfit true. and all that. So, granted, granted. But uh, but Mist looks the same, just like 
de-aged, but Ike just doesn't feel right. He looks more like a, a mix of like Krom and Marth. It's just weird. Regardless, it's uh, I'm going to be enjoying the Tempest Trials for the next few days, including later tonight. So that'll be fun. But yeah, I've, I've been so swamped with work. I haven't even tried to get back to Triangle Strategy so I could do the Golden Route. Um, but I will eventually because, again, there's I have no games. <laughs> I have no games left. What? <clears throat> No, 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 you're right, you're right. Like, now, like, what's the next major release coming? Well, aside from Cro- yeah, uh, right now, uh, Chrono Cross. <laughs> oh, that's what, you, that's what he was laughing about. Oh, I have nothing to play. Well, I do, Todd. No. Uh, <laughs> well, for me, Skull Kid, I was supposed to be playing Advance Wars, like, tomorrow. But that got delayed indefinitely. We don't know when it's coming out. Um, and then May is live. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to get Nintendo Switch Sports. It just doesn't interest me. Um, I, I'll probably get live alive but that's in may so i've got right, this right, gap right. i was supposed to have like the busiest month ever i was supposed to have triangle strategy then kirby then advanced horse and now it's like it's gone it's gone gosh dang it so yeah suffering a little bit of withdrawal <laughs> yeah yeah I, I guess that is currently the feeling right now like it, it was supposed to be advanced for a month but now with that thing get a, a big hole left now. It's just until um, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, which that's coming out at the end of the month, but that's got to be for a while to say at least. So yeah, a bit on that. And um, yeah, just to jump jump on with you with on compliment on um, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Like, for me, just yesterday I actually completed one hundred percent of it. But I just wanted to also point out just quickly because I actually looked at my at my um save file and like while it it gave me the in the announcement and a picture of celebrating a, uh completing the game 100%. Like on my file it still say I think it still says about like 95 or 97%. I think maybe it's due to because I had to do some things with via co-op with regards to the fishing, the the um, the order the the busy the frenzy's gig, the the kitchen gig you have to sell foods to the water these. I never so, did those. I never did either of those many. I did the fishing once just because I was curious, but I, did, I never did the cooking one. Uh, yeah, so I think that may be the only thing that's like preventing me to getting that full, true 100% completion. But I did receive the complimentary 100%. And yeah, the, the posting content, I wouldn't say as as big as the normal story run, but it, it, this, it is tough. I'll, I'll give it that. Like, it definitely ha- makes you uh, rack your brain like and go full on, really fine tooth comb every single level. That That's why I'll give it that. And like the powers, like especially when you get that that final form of um of the sword, like yeah, it is just definitely one of the best weapons out there. Like once you fully upgrade it, and... meta, you mean the meta knight? No, 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 not meta knight. There's actually one more extra form. Oh, uh, again, again, I, I haven't played the the post game content, so I really don't know. So, so yeah, like once you, once you once you see, you see, you know, and like once you hit um get that uh, third level of the Colosseum, like the truly tough cup. That final boss, like basically chaos, the chaos final boss, is actually pretty tough. There is actually two phases, so like I actually like got gave, it gave me uh, two game overs just because like I was underprepared. But thankfully, the, the last power up really helped out a lot. So the the last cup definitely a, a challenge if you're not careful enough. So yeah, and you, uh, it, overall the completionist. Uh, the completion of that is actually very nice, though I kind of wish more they added a bit more, like Odyssey, like uh, aside from the complimentary effect of 100%, like, oh, like, give me one more power up or like something, even like a bigger golden statue or some sort, like, which they do give you a golden statue for collecting all one of these. So I- I'll-, I'll give them that. So there is, they do reward you for going the, the extra mile, though I kind of wish there was just one more thing extra to really 
cement the 100%, but that's just my take. So, oh, oh, yeah, and my, just want to uh, quickly um, uh, recap this because, again, I did say I was going to buy Kirby sometime on the Saturday or Friday. Yeah, I got on Friday, and boom, two days, I never sent it. So, granted, even if you're, like, a casual or hardcore, it really is not a, a long long or hard game to play to completionist so overall it is definitely uh, a doable so if you got like a spare spare mode or got a lot of free time by all means definitely get a uh, kirby end of grand lance so highly recommend it i recommend it and just to answer tyler's question is it up there with super Mario odyssey or even better than odyssey i will not say it's better than odyssey but it is up in the same class i'll give it that much yeah. so that's that's what I'll, I'll, I'll place it as not over odyssey but it's in the same class yeah, and again, I gave it a four, but that's a, it was a strong four. It was one that I I really did like this game. It's just that uh, there were some things that really held it back for me, especially at, by the end. It was like, again, why do an info dump? They were literally like just mm, explaining mm, everything mm. to you. Oh, this is what happened in the Forgotten Land, and why the, this is why you're here. Like, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> Yeah, again, that's how Kirby games usually are. Like even yeah. throughout the history, it's just like, oh, oh, it's innocent. Oh, it's, oh, just a happy day. Oh, you got to defeat evil, right? But then at the end of it all, you know, you you know, crystal shards. Like that's how dark it can get. Like at the end of it all, like what the heck's going on? Like what? I don't want to like I don't uh, defeat a giant world even world ender breaker either thing like and of course like that last uh, I, okay quick spoilers the fact that that last part of the fight like you basically command Optimus Pro, uh, Optimus Prime's truck it's awesome and it's so awesome one can perceive it as Optimus Prime's truck I perceive it as an isekai truck they usually use the power of anime and just like use the <laughs> isekai truck to go literally kill the final boss so you, I, you, that's one way I perceive it if you're an otaku but yeah that final and especially that that rendition of the invisible candy at that final level, I think I think that was the perfect perfect mu- music piece to go with that fi- final boss. So yeah, I, I I gotta give props to that final final moment. So yeah, but my but, yeah, oh, stop, stop, from... stop 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 My name is Kirby Prime. Autobots roll out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right i do a peter cullen accent you dang right uh, i do geez. so yeah overall yeah like even if you're like not that horribly into kirby by all means definitely get this in your library if you can get it just kind even more better so definitely uh get this game in your library to say the least and just quickly wrap it up uh right. also like yeah with you i have been fighting on my peers and got the young like all my face summons and He's he's heavy. He's a very heavy heavy boy. So yeah, especially at a young age. I mean, base attack sixty. Holy moly! So overall, yeah, uh, just that. So overall, um, that that's what I'm playing for the most part. Yeah, completion. Kirby. Scott, sounds like I need to do more Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you go down the rabbit hole, you have to commit. All right, yeah, especially with the joke that we had with the whole music bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the only thing. I, well, I haven't played actually Fire Emblem Heroes, but is actually trying to get the one uh, princess character that came out like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, uh, legendary up. Lana, legendary Nala. Yeah. I believe. yeah, yeah. And so I've also been playing Legend Hero Trails in the Sky as I'm trying to prepare myself for Trails from Zero and Trails from Azure. <laughs> I've also been playing. Well. I was going to play more Dot .hack, but I had to switch docs because of playing Mario Kart with my wife last weekend. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because we wanted to try out, I want, she wanted to try out the new courses with some of her mm-hmm, friends, mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. decided to just play online with them. And uh, how's it? How's it? Yeah. New courses aren't bad. The Ninja one is probably the best one. 
Okay. Which I think is like their one unique one or something. Because everything else was based off of like Mario Live Kart Tour or some right, other right, Mario right, Kart. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the mobile game. Yeah, yeah, the mobile. Yep. So, played that. And then I've been, well, I finished Stranger of Paradise. Which is kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. It's a game, but the cinematics itself just make it like, why did I beat you? <laughs> Except for the post-game uh, cinematic, when you be- get to like the end credits, actually that cinematic is pretty sick. When they show you the opening of Final Fantasy One, ah, okay, okay, okay. Like that was really cool. But otherwise, like the cinematics, because J- Jack is just such a weird. It is character. so much jank. It is so much jank. Like again, you notice like the team was just like cutting corners and screens doesn't really want to invest in it. But again, that. Some people like that cheese so much. It's just like chaos, chaos. I don't care. I want to kill chaos. It's like, oh god, so much. We definitely cheese. know his agenda. <laughs> but it's just so weird because that game has so very like detailed like structures in it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But then you look at the actual graphics engine. It looks like it's a bit of a downgrade. It's like pretty muddy. Yeah, it's pretty muddy. <laughs> it's just like, why do you spend so much time doing all this like art decoration and all this just to put it in this kind of engine that just looks so. PS3 era. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, honest trailer for that, and there was this cutscene. It was like, you know, standard Final Fantasy cutscene. It's like, we have to do this so that maybe our world can return. And like, there was a pause, and the main guy goes, bolt! And like, that. And like leaves. It's like, okay. And music on the, on the exit. Yeah. <laughs> I love yes. that he just has a phone that he just carries with him to play music as he fights. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Like, I, I don't mind, you know, you, you poking at the fourth wall, you know, pulling a Deadpool, as it were. But, like, I don't think I would enjoy that game just because of how ridiculous the characters at times sound. And I and I don't mind stories with ridiculous characters, but th- there is a limit. And <laughs> I, I feel that that would be one of the examples of my limit being reached. But I, I don't know, because I'm not going to be able to play the game. So there you go. Yeah, so after I beat it, I decided to wait for my next game, which is obviously Chrono Cross. There you go. And so I've been play- testing out the PlayStation Now app because I decided to actually get a year of that while the PlayStation Plus Premium subscription thing got announced. Because that way I can get the top tier when it comes out without having to spend any more money. Yeah, I heard about the new PlayStation service and it doesn't actually sound good. Like It sounds okay, but I th- the problem is they don't have any specifics. So right, like, exactly. You kind of blind jump in with that. I mean, sure, like you're getting you get money. Spider-Man, as well as, like, Returnal, and it's like, okay, but that, that's, like, two of, like, your 700 titles you said was coming. Right, right, right. It's just so, you, no details, and you're kind of jumping into this thing being blind, so that's kind of, like, the, the risk. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just playing... Uh, ironically, I was playing like the the Ben 10 game they have on there because there's a oh. that was on there, and I, I haven't really actually kept up with Ben 10 since after Alien Force. <laughs> I did. I, I stopped after Omniverse because that's when they did the reboot and like did like the the squish animation. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I hate I hate that. I hate when they do that. And I know that t- I don't even think Tara Strong was voicing him anymore. And it's just like, why would you do this? Yeah, it's. I didn't really like it all that much after Alien Force, so I didn't continue with it and so yeah. i thought well let's see how this goes and it, it was okay it did get a little weird they, they had they made ben like more of an idiot and like he yeah. had like a sidekick who was like infinitely smarter than him and, like wasn't that called gwen before and yeah like there, there, there's an episode i remember this there was an episode with gwen she's at college and ben at 
Ben, through various means, accidentally gets her in trouble with her teacher and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the episode, he saves the day, like only Ben can. And he gets an honorary doctorate, and she loses it. And she's not the only one. I'm losing oh. it, too. Like, and he goes, don't you mean Dr. Tennyson? He's, like, being carried oh off gosh. by a mob of fans. I'm just like, what is this madness? Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, welcome to Ben 10, everybody. Anyway. So, yeah, I also start. I uh, tried to like stream one of the PS3 games, and I'm actually kind of impressed because I remember I first got PlayStation Now near the beginning of the service, where they only had PS3 and they only had the streaming, and it was very janky. Like input delays and audio desyncs everywhere. <laughs> and now it's a lot like better. Like it sounds a lot better. It plays a lot better. You can hardly notice it's actually streaming. So. Hmm. I think that's that's good, but I also like feel bad because it's just like, well, you have to have internet to only be able to play the uh, the streaming games. Uh, all right. So with that, we're gonna head to news because we have had a very interesting set of news pieces this week. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, the Grammys. I can't mm. believe. Trevor Noah slapped Will Smith. <sighs> I mean, it's karma. I get it, but I mean, Wild Wild West wasn't that bad of a song. I'm I'm just saying. Okay, and the music video. Mm, I would say no. Uh, we're talking about the Grammys because a very odd story came from it. Kirby won a Grammy. Okay, and for any of you who remember Kirby, right back at you. The dude can't sing. All right, like he, people die when he sings. So how did he uh, win a Grammy? Well, it was because of a cover that was done from Kirby Superstar. I have it up. I have it up uh, to make sure I get this right. Uh, Charles Rosen and Jake Silverman were part of a group called the Eight Bit Big Band, and they did a cover for the the song Meta Knight's Revenge," right. and it won a Grammy for Best Arrangement, Instrumental, or Acapella. I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> I was surprised that, like, when they, the story came out, like, really? There's a category for that? Wow. I know, right? I feel like they're just adding categories at this point. A lot of them don't make a whole lot of sense, though. Exactly. But, like, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to cheer for Nintendo winning an award. It's not, and technically, this is Nintendo, you know, transitive property and all that. But, like, they wanted a Grammy for a song that came out. 20 years ago it wasn't the song it was a cover for the song and it beat out whoever else was there so how bad were the other songs <laughs> uh, I, i'm not trying to be me but yeah i mean Teddy, to, to be fair meta knight's revenge is definitely one of the more classic bangers especially back in the all-star days 20 years ago so i mean it's hard to beat meta knight's revenge yeah like it's very odd and I don't even remember the song. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head what Meta Knight's Revenge is. Although now, in honor, I will find its song and I will put it as our intro music for the podcast. So this is art imitating life, imitating art. I mean, like you remember? You, you remember the rendition when we went on Smash Smash Brothers Brawl, right? Like when Meta Knight first review, right? It's been a while. <laughs> I've tried to sleep since then, Will. <laughs> Have you? No. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, right? Have I? I don't know, but I try. Okay? 
but uh, I don't recall it. It's been too long. But uh, all right, all right. Don't, get, don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy for these guys. They they even tweeted like, "Oh my gosh, you won a Grammy! Long live video game music!" And I totally agree with that. All right. My only question was, and we were talking about this before the show, how did Jump Up Superstar not win a Grammy? I mean, mm-hmm. that was not just a cover. That was a, an original song for one of the best-selling games of the year, one of the games of the year, and it had a beautiful uh singer and beat it was so dang catchy it was one of the best parts of the game fight me i don't care and i don't even remember it being nominated and yet a cover for a what 20 year old kirby game wins a grammy that's just like it feels very inconsistent i'm glad you agree (laughs) (laughs) It does okay. feel inconsistent. <laughs> Thank you. It's like Tyler, I miss you already. I don't <laughs> Sheesh. Of course, if, if Sonic had won a Grammy, or he, Tyler wouldn't shut up about it. So maybe that's probably better. For that. Uh, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> All right. So okay, critics don't like Sonic. So. Uh, well, his, his movies. Anything. His <laughs> movie is not bad. You know. I mean, then again, they, I wouldn't expect them to understand. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's 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 a review so far. I don't know if I trust them. <laughs> they, okay, they, well, it's just like, and we, we've talked about this before on various shows, but critics' words only go so far because, especially for movie critics, they're not looking at it as this is a video game and a video game turned movie. They're looking at this. Oh, this is a movie that just happens to be based on a video game. Yep. All right, so they're seeing it through one very tinted kind of rose glasses. You know, kind of like Martin Scorsese saying that superhero movies suck and are draining the industry. Last time I checked, they're like the things that are helping keep the industry going. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure superhero films are the thing that make the theaters actually have audiences mm-hmm. still. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, Spider-Man No Way Home made how much money compared to what was your last movie and how much did it make? Exactly. So do you tell me what's more important to the industry. All right, but... uh. Yeah, I, I, go watch Sonic 2. In fact, we'll just skip the news and go right to there because Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is out and Tyler has not seen it. Then again, he touched the Master Emerald, so who knows where he is right now. Um, a, f- a friend of mine, I was just talking with her, she loved it. Um, I Fans apparently really love it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen mixed reviews, but you know, take that as you will. Um, as always, just go to the movie, no expectations, just let it wow you or not. That's how it should work. But uh, the big story is that Jim Carrey, a.k.a. Dr. Robotnik, a.k.a. Eggman, um, is retiring, allegedly. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. It, it definitely felt, yeah. I mean, granted, like, how old is Jim Carrey uh, this year uh, at the time present? I, I forgot. But, yeah. Old like, enough. Yeah, old enough. <laughs> old enough. He's yeah, an yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, even Jim Carrey has been in for a while. I mean, again, all the movies that he's done, and just like he said that I've done enough. I've done enough. And even, even um, I believe the director also was given the question like, were they gonna try to um, recast Jim Carrey? No, they wouldn't even try. Just yeah. because again, Jim Carrey is so perfect <laughs> as Robotnik. Yeah. It's just like you don't, you don't mess with perfection. And and ironically, we could honestly say we should be grateful because the last thing he was in before this was the was was that Showtime series? Kidding? 
you know, oh, where right. he was like he was like that mentally broken Mr. Rogers, and that did okay for him. But like this was Sonic. This was like his resurgence. It was just <laughs> this like this was definitely a return to form. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. was this was the mask. This was Ace Ventura. This was the Cable Guy. You know, this was all of them. Or Bruce Almighty. And it's like it was really good. And like we all thought, there's no way this will be good. Remember when he we got like the first shots of him as Robotnik, <laughs> right, and it was like all, right. the, all in black, and he had his whole head of hair. I'm like. <laughs> We were all like, that's not Robotnik. And then by the end, he became Robotnik. I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing now. And now, now number two, he gets to do even more. Now, he did say, Carrie said, he wouldn't be opposed to coming back, maybe even for Sonic 3. It would just have to be that the script would have to wow him, which is fair. You know, mm. if it's a quality script, why not do it, right? You know? So I, my only worry about this is that we were talking about this, I think, two weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the question of villains for the third movie, because the director said that after this one, they're not going to necessarily follow the formula of the games where who might come next. Knuckles and Tails was obvious for two that followed the games. Yeah. Next one might not. And if Carrie's not going to be there, doesn't that kind of rule out Metal Sonic? Because, you know, he's mm-hmm. Robotnik's creation, his ultimate creation. <laughs> And you could even argue about Shadow because Shadow is deeply tied to the Robotnik family. Right, so right, right. It, they're going to have some choices to be. And yeah, we know that there's a third movie. They're, like that's already confirmed, and they're going to have the Knuckles side series on Paramount Plus. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do wonder how they're going to pull that off if they're going to start adding in some of like the newer characters that aren't related to Robotnik. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, the only thing is probably imagine right now is like be chaos, but that's a stretch, and like. Like, I'm pretty sure even, like, maybe, like, even the lower villains, like, with the whole robot sidekicks that maybe of that, uh, <laughs> we had cartoons. I don't know. But there is definitely, like, there's definitely the other other villains that could definitely tap into, but they're not as, like, iconic as, like, like, like Shadow and everyone else. Yeah. So, it's yeah. definitely, yeah. Because, yeah, I think the biggest problem of, like, Sonic's rogues gallery is his rogues gallery is usually created by Robotnik. So. Right, <laughs> or right. tied to him, like, with or Shadow. Or tied to him, yeah. So we shall see, and of course, next week we shall talk about how well the movie did. I'm sure Tyler will be ranting and raving, you know, you know, should he return. Um, now, speaking of the Sonic director, he apparently, he has, he, I want to be clear, he is not tied to the third movie as of yet, Jeff Fowler. He is not tied to the third movie as of yet, but there is a movie he does want to direct. It's called Super Smash Brothers. Yes, he was it was doing an interview and he said nothing would make me happier than to just throw all the characters into a battle royale and do a big Smash Bros thing. That would probably require some work from the lawyers before that could happen. Exactly. Yeah. That would be a legal nightmare. The licensing just, problems would yes. be great. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, I if it, could you imagine if they could get rights to like the entire ultimate roster and all those companies? That's like oh my gosh. Yeah, that is just nightmarish just to think about. Like fifty companies everywhere in the world. Like, okay, we gotta do this for one movie. And how much would be in the budget? Yeah, I think that would just the, the licensing would itself be would be just the budget. <laughs> okay, I I have a dark idea. Okay. I have a dark idea for how this movie could go. Because you're like, how does a Smash Brothers movie work? I mean, we talked about we joked about the Smash Brothers anime forever because of the Palutena trailer. What if for the movie, because again, you know, like hour and a half. What if for the movie, they did it from the point that Master Hand and Crazy Hand, not unlike the original Smash Brothers 64 game, they're forcing the characters to fight each other. So, you know, like they're dolls or toys or however you want to call it. And they make them fight each other. And the whole half the movie is just the characters fighting each other because they don't know 
what else to do. Like this is like their prime directive or whatever. And then slowly <laughs> they start to realize we shouldn't fight each other. We should work together. Like they start they start seeing how badly damaged they are after every fight and everything. And then eventually the climactic battles, of course, them working together against Master Hand and Crazy Hand. And I would want them to almost pull a Wally where they have like no dialogue, no true dialogue for like three quarters of the film. <laughs> Like just just let it let the let, let the faces and the sound effects and the emotions that they have during the battles and the visuals of the fights tell the story and then at the end you can maybe like have a dramatic <laughs> kind of voice for Master Hand Crazy Hand and do an info dump because why not it's a video game movie uh, you know that would be an interestingly dark take on Smash Brothers and yet I think it would work perfectly because again the whole point of the thing is that they're fighting each other so why not just work on that. Hired so that Nintendo. would be fun to watch, at least. Thank you! <laughs> Again, and obviously the visuals would be the important thing, you know, focus on the fight, you know, have the fun matchups, Mario versus uh, Link, and uh, Samus versus me, like, DK, and Kirby versus Pikachu, and, and so on and so forth, and just have fun with all the matchups, and then at the end, it's all of them teaming together against Master Hand Crazy Hand. So, just saying, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, Nintendo. <laughs> Jeff Fowler. As long as we have a scene where one of the like one of the crazy hands just throws one of them out a window, <laughs> <laughs> or or do like they do like the smack and they go into the sky and you see that the ding, you know? <laughs> yes. And then like 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 two minutes later, like one of them falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we gotta have one of them hitting the camera. <laughs> yeah. Conk. Again, what the heck was that? Again, I'm I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I got free time. I don't really, but I'll find a way. Life finds a way. I'll find free time. <laughs> For this movie, I would find free time. Alright, uh, next up is Mario Golf. Yes, Mario Golf is coming to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack for those of you who have it. Uh, it'll be coming out next week on April 15th. And this is one of the last ones that they announced previously for the expansion pack. I believe the only ones left are Paper Mario and something else. I can't remember. But uh, I forgot. Scott, do you have the expansion pack? I do. Okay. Are you going to play Mario Golf? I might. <laughs> like, I, I remember when the game came out back in the S four. Like, I, 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 I'm guilty. I, I sucked in so much hours into that game. I know it's a golfing game, but somehow it just hooked me so hard. Especially the big charm to the golf games. Yeah, I remember yeah, like, playing. I remember playing Mario Golf. My friend had a, an N sixty four, and of course, he had all the games because he his family was rich at the time. And uh, it would like it was one of those things. Where it was like. I never thought about Mario playing golf. This is kind of fun. So, you know, you try and, like, get the the right shot and have the right, right amount of power to it, you know. So many Mario games back then, with Mario games now, but, you know, Smash Brothers, 64, Kart, Golf, Party. Uh, uh, those are good times. Mm, right, right. Like, even, like, during the, yeah, the tennis and the go- golf at the same time period. It's just, like, again, they, they show, exude personality. And plus, I think that was, like, one of the beginning moments you actually see, like, baby Mario in the 3D space. Yeah, <laughs> and all that. And plus, like, yeah. see Yoshi and all. It's, like, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of cute just to see them in the, in the acting. Of course, and there's Waluigi and all that, yeah. <laughs> Waluigi always makes games very prime. <laughs> true, true, true. Sure, Jan. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, go, sticking with Mario, let's talk about Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe because the booster pass has been out for a while now. Most people have been enjoying it, but there was an interesting thing that the team noted that I, I want to talk about, and that's that they apparently weren't expecting such success for Deluxe. Now, if you recall, Mario Kart 8 came out on uh, 
the Wii U, and it, it sold fine, but because of the Wii U's lack of sales, it didn't really do anything. So they brought the game over just to, you know, kind of benefit from the new launch. But even they said they didn't expect it to sell 40 million, which is where we're at right now. They go, quote, we didn't, but in hindsight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is such a good match for the Switch. You can play the console anywhere and even split the controller in two, so it's easy to pick up and play with a nearby sibling or friend. Five years after the game's release, that appeal hasn't faded. Very true. I mean, the the mobility of the Switch improves a lot of games, especially ones that are meant to be pick up and play for like five minutes, ten minutes, however long. So... And they say, even said they tried to do their best to make the game, quote, a fun experience for everyone. It can be frustrating <laughs> to lose. Isn't that right, Tyler? Uh, but there's <laughs> a plenty that he did not. Okay, I got to tell you this joke. So me, Will, and Tyler, we did a couple gaming sessions where, like, somewhat early in the Switch days. And one of them was on Mario Kart. For some reason, they can't remember that I cleaned their clocks one time during a battle mode. They we traded wins during racing, but when it was battle mode, I actually did really, really well. They can't remember that for some reason. And so Tyler refuses to acknowledge that I've ever beaten him in Mario Kart. Like, <laughs> grow up, Tyler, if you ever get back from the Master Emerald Dimension. So, uh, you know, I can understand why they didn't expect such sales, because at the time, the Switch was seen kind of like a last resort. Like, remember, they said they were hoping to sell 2 million in, like, the first couple months, and they sold 2 million in, like, weeks. So... I, I can understand them not understanding. And then even then, who who would have expected this game to be the best-selling one above Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Animal Crossing, Pokemon, all of them? So I, I can understand the, oh, I didn't expect this success. I mean, it's like thinking about it on hindsight. Like, you, how how much of success you think a racing Mario game could be done? Like, of course, like the greatest ones, like City Four, uh, Double Dash, yeah, sure. e, e, uh, Mario Kart Wii, and like those were the big ones. And now with Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, it's just like, okay, like obviously many people still want the Double Dash feature to come back, but this thing like really cements it to be the top the top series of on the library and mm -hmm. like uh, of course all of us wanting just like make the next game already but no you make with the, the booster pass which i guess on hindsight it has worked but at the same time it, it could be so much more there's definitely a lot more things to improve in the booster pass before it gets better to actually worth the purchase but uh, i digress like i'm i'm still glad to see like how marker edux still eat mm -hmm. since its launch is still doing so well so like it's it's definitely uh surprising not not really surprising to say that, sorry <laughs> yeah i really appreciate just how much polish though that they put for the deluxe edition in comparison to like the wii u mario kart 8 yeah <clears throat> I, i'm just glad they added the dlc because i got i got to play his link and he's now my go-to him on his <laughs> me, him right, on his, right, him right. his motorcycle that motorcycle has gotten lots of play time love, <laughs> oh, yeah, love yeah, the motorcycle yeah, yeah. And then I will look forward to Mario Kart 9 when it comes out a month after Metroid Prime 4. Moving on. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. You know it's true. All right, next up, a story for Scott. Chrono Cross. Yes. Chrono Cross finally got released. Well, today officially, but whenever this comes out, it's April 7th is its release date. Uh, I'm just really excited that they're actually giving some love to the series because Chrono Cross is one of those things that people didn't like because it wasn't Chrono Trigger. And I was one of those people, so I'm not going to like give it a Oh, <laughs> how I interesting. I didn't like Chrono Cross when I first played it because I thought it wasn't Chrono Trigger. 
because I wanted Chrono Trigger, because Chrono Trigger was my favorite RPG of all time. It still is, by the way. Mm. But I gave it another shot um, on the PSP when it released there. I don't know why they did this, but Chrono Cross got on the PSP and Chrono Trigger got on the Nintendo DS. And earlier, I was a PSP person and not a DS person. Now I'm a both Lame. <laughs> so when I played Chrono Cross on the PSP, it was actually... I was actually playing it with like more fresh eyes than I was when I first played it on the PlayStation. And I really liked it. And so that's... It's up there now on one of my like favorites list, just because like it's a very unique way, and I know why they have it as a Chrono Cross game and why it is like related to the Chrono Trigger universe. But yeah, they wanted to make sure they didn't just do another Chrono Trigger because it wouldn't be the same. Because Chrono Trigger itself is just like a perfect masterpiece kind of a game right, right, that right, you can't right, really right. replicate. So they didn't try to, and I appreciate when people actually try to put innovation into the games that they don't just like try to copy and paste everything. And so Chrono Cross is something I gained a lot more love of because of the PSP, which is one of my favorite handhelds, but I think the Switch beats the PSP at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everything beats the PSP at this point. Just <laughs> <Out>. saying. <laughs> and I, and I, if you're going to say the PlayStation Vita, then yeah, a lot of things beat the PlayStation oh, Vita. Yeah, Vita. Everything beat the PlayStation Vita. That doesn't mean that they're all better than the PlayStation Vita. Here, here's a fun fact. When I was in college, uh, I was looking for like some side jobs to you know get some extra money while I was in Chicago. There was a job opening at Sony within the city, ironically through one of my colleges, and it was to be a marketing person for the Vita. And so I thought I'm going to be perfect for this job because I know what Nintendo does right and Sony does wrong. And so I actually came up, started coming up with like a marketing strategy for the Vita, and the Vita was like a play on the word of life. Right, and right, so right. I was just like, the PlayStation Vita life just keeps getting better. I'm like, oh, that's perfect, Todd. Of course, I didn't get the job. They they would have sold more units if I did get the job, but I digress. So I was just like, yeah, everything beat the Vita. <laughs> everything. everything. It's just sad because they, they had a lot of power in that beast. It's just Sony decided to, you know, not give it any games. <laughs> yeah. I will always remember the Vita for one thing. It was it was the game where Nathan Drake could jump 19 feet uh, it from a standstill. Yeah. <laughs> that was the game. Golden Abyss. He There's a spot where he has to jump a gorge. He's at a standing position. He just jumps like 19 <laughs> feet. Death Battle talked about that in his fight with Laura Croft. And I'm just like, that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, they, they were not really thinking about actually delivering much on the Vita, I feel, because the PSP had such a big support for third-party games that they were just assuming that that's what the Vita was going to do. Mm. The problem is the v- PSP also had a lot of first-party support. Lots of people like the God of War series, like a lot of like the first-party games that were on the Sony and PSP. And then Vita came out, and they just decided to, I guess, kill it without even really putting too much effort into it. Mm. Yeah. It's just sad. Uh, also, the team from Square Enix decided to give a message to the fans for the Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Uh, can't I just call it Chrono Cross Remastered? Just saying. Uh, they go, 
At long last, Chrono Cross The Radical Dreams Edition will be released. In truth, we wanted to finish the development time for the 20th anniversary of Chrono Cross, but there were all kinds of issues, so it ended up being for the 23rd anniversary. So there you go, Scott. This was supposed to come out three years ago. Uh, we're ter- we are terribly sorry for keeping you waiting. We've balanced the game so that the fans for the original and the first-time players can enjoy the quality of the original game and its qualities as a remaster. As you'll no doubt be aware, several key members of the original development team uh, lent their generous support to the project. We truly feel that we We've poured our hearts and souls into this remaster. So, and they talk about, you know, they, they go into Radical Dreams, uh, Le Tresor Interent, and how they had to make that possible with the thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're uh, very glad that the game's finally come out, and they hope the fans enjoy it. So I look forward to hearing what you think about it, Scott. Me too. I look forward to playing it. Yeah. All right. Next up, let's see. We have a few more news pieces. Let's see. Oh, yes. Rabbids. Oh. We have not heard much from Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Um, in fact, we haven't heard anything, honestly, since their E3 presentation last year um, for SMP's E3. Uh, <laughs> but now a uh, insider, Nate the Hate, okay, that's a weird name, but okay, uh, he said he has sources within Ubisoft that sedate. That state, not sedate. That'd be weird. Uh, I don't know. I want to put down some rabbits. They're just so annoying sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know it's true. You know it's true. Anyway, I mean, yes, they are annoying, but again, they're Ubisoft minions. So yes. Yeah, I could probably take down a few minions too. <laughs> All right. Uh, the he's saying that the game will release potentially by the end of this year, which actually is more likely than you think because remember Zelda is now postponed so that's one less thing it would have to worry about and now it just has to worry about uh dancing around Pokemon Gen 8 um sorry 9 yeah 9 sorry Gen 9 so is it 8 or 9 <laughs> I can't remember now I'm the Pokemon I guy I should know that Gen 9 I believe yeah I think it's Gen 9 as I was say like 8 yeah. cuz 8 was 8 was Galar right yeah um yeah, Gen 9. So, right, Generation 9, Scarlet and Violet. But anyway, so that's good. And I want this game. Like, this game looked really cool when we got to see its uh, review, release, reveal trailer um, at E3 2021. And they're teasing, you know, more, more planets, more rabbits, more fun. And the first game was just that surprise hit where it was like, this, it, like, how is this so good? So I really do hope that we, it's not just coming out this year, but that we get more information on it soon. Maybe at Jeff Keighley's uh, uh, games of some of games of summer, maybe, but that's Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Don't say his yeah. name. <laughs> it's just gonna be weird because Summer Game Fest was usually just like for the indie kind of experience because E three was you know for all the other big shots, but now it's gonna be everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it absorbed the power. It absorbed everything. <laughs> Too much. But I mean, maybe that means they'll have you know how they usually do it: more actual. Uh, trailers for games unless all perhaps, the nonsense perhaps perhaps but i i can't imagine like again we have uh yeah uh rabbit Lum- L- yeah rabbit uh rosalina and of course the new female rabbit character like i can't imagine like what else they probably bring in for that game like what is it like yeah the luma yeah they have a luma plushie but are again and the luma um characters but under what other things they got to implement in that universe that's one i'm curious about yeah we will find out all right, and finally, the most important news of the week. Serena's coming back to Pokemon Journeys. Yes! Oh, boy, here we Shut go. Up. <laughs> Shut up! I'm oh, excited. I, thank you. Okay, for those of you who don't know, 
Shame. Shame. Second, uh, Serena was, of course, at one of Ash's companions during the XYZ anime, and of course was in Pokemon X and Y, but her anime character was much different from her game character, thank God. Uh, no, seriously, the, the game character Serena is, like, terrible. I didn't like her then, and then I saw the anime, and I'm like, oh, there's <laughs> so much different, it's great! Um, she, of course, went on her journey to become Pokemon Queen through the contest, and her journey was easily one of the most mature and like deep rooted i actually cried during one episode and i actually changed something that i do in my life because of that episode with serena and it was just amazing and then of course at the end of the anime it did something even more mature where we had the first kiss technically uh in the <laughs> franchise okay technically there was the pokemon latios and latios movie where latios kissed ash but it was it, it, it was weird. It's not the same. It's it, it's it's really not the same. Okay, that's a Pokemon kissing a person, and not like the way that Chikorita did it. Anyway, um, but yes, it was that was the first human on human kiss in the Pokemon show, and of course, fans lost their mind, and Ash being Ash was like stunned into silence for once, and so everyone's like, when is Serena coming back? And in Journeys, we've already had the Alola crew return, Gary return, Iris return, Karina return. Uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Clemens is coming back before Serena. Paul, of all people, is coming back. And now today, they revealed the first stills of Serena's return. And not only does she actually look a little more grown up in like a, a very unique way, she's going to be helping out Chloe in contests. Don't know how she's going to meet Ash, though. And that's what's burning me up. Because if you've read my recent reviews of Pokemon Journeys and Master Journeys, they haven't done the best in actually doing reunion episodes um the alola episode was terrible the uh gary episode was good they brought him back multiple times uh karina was fine some of the other trainers were fine iris was good by which they had done more um they have to do well in the serena episode like this is not even a request this is a demand if they screw <laughs> if they screw up the Serena episode, and if they don't acknowledge the kiss between her and Ash, obviously if she only meets Chloe and not Ash, that would change things, but she's got to meet Ash again. If, if they don't do something with that, or they make Ash go dumb like they have in this series at times. <laughs> I'm serious. There are times there are times in Pokemon Journeys where he is like, I'm in full trainer mode. I know this Pokemon. Let's get this going. And then another time, he has a Glalie in his arsenal. That is one of his Pokemon that he cat. And then in the last set of episodes, there's a couple of Glalies that come over to him. And they go, is, he goes, is that a Glalie? You caught one, you idiots! You know it's a Glalie! <laughs> anyway, so if they fail to capitalize on the reunion that fans have been begging for since the end of x and y they have failed this city this country this world this pokemon universe and we will find them all right we will find them now <laughs> you will if you if you think you've seen fanboy rage just wait <laughs> just wait yeah i don't i just don't know if they know how to treat ash very well <laughs> they well at times he's perfect and at times he's not x and y is my one of my favorites i mean it's been a while since i've watched the originals in johto but he in that one he is like my favorite because we get him at sometimes his most serious as most vulnerable and serena as his counterpart was so perfect because they treated them like actual people with real feelings of course she has the crush on ash since the beginning and 
it's awesome, and I, and I was glad, even though they don't show it, I was glad that the kiss happened because that was a natural evolution of their relationship. And so I want that to evolve. I would like them to acknowledge that they might be boyfriend girlfriend one day, even though they'll never show it in full. That's just <laughs> that's not insult. That's, we can't hold let on. Ash choose a love interest because how else we're going to give him more? <laughs> that's actually a really good way of putting it. But I was going more of the you know this they're trying to keep it as a kids show and they don't want to go. The I mean, think think about it. The the only true relationship marriage you've ever seen was with Kakui and Burnett and that almost came out of nowhere so almost almost <laughs> so anyway I'm excited for this but I do want to mention one thing and I'm going to blame Will for this because I can't Uh-oh. so for the article I was like oh my gosh I should totally write up about this because as you can tell I'm really passionate about it I realized that I didn't like review XY for the for the for the website, so I'm like, oh, I should look, I should get me a picture of Serena, you know, pay respect to her, not just do like the, the typical banner of Pokemon journeys. So I do Pokemon Serena, and as you know, in Google they have like the rows of pictures, and so I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I've got like rows of like eight or nine pictures in a row, and so I'm like looking like, no, that's not right, no, that's her with Ash, I don't want to see that one, no, not that one. About 14 down, I see a picture of a pic of a, of a of an item like one for sale. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I actually look at the item and the the text under it is otaku pillow. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And you not only Oh, it went too far. Oh, went too... too far. No, but I the thing I didn't go too far. It was the 14th item down, which is only the second row on my screen. So, it was there by default. Not only was it sold out, which says a lot. Um, let's just say the picture of Serena on there was not flattering at all so probably wasn't official <laughs> no definitely, definitely not and like don't get me wrong we all have our anime crushes that's just a part of life yeah she's at best 12 and you have her and i'm and it's for your record she was not naked thank god but it was very revealing in other ways let's put it that way and I'm it's like, a body pillow it's man. a body pillow but i mean I, i've seen tactful body pillows as ironic as it sounds i've i've seen them from other people online and like they just show like fully clothed characters like i saw one from like aaron yeager from attack on titan and he's in his full garb it's, it's there, it, there is definitely a lot of taste in regards to the dakimakura market exactly uh, you know that so yes. but it's just like why would you do that for Ser- if you just want to have a picture of serena on a pillow that's one thing like i had an ash pillow with him and pikachu it was cool but like it was like Really? So I blame you, Will. Hey, don't blame the market. Don't blame me. Blame the market. Oh, I can. Oh, I can blame you because you're probably part of that market. Gosh dang it, Will. <laughs> oh, oh, is that? Oh, he's not denying it, Scott. The <laughs> guy speaking to you, I, like, like speaking to you about this thing, you, I would win hear the end of it. So I'm not even gonna bother arguing. <laughs> Good, because you know I'm right. Anyway. <laughs> So I will I will let you know what happens with the Serena episode because you will either hear me singing the praises of Pokemon once again or I will burn it to the ground. <laughs> Stay tuned. Have Thirty articles posted. Oh, I will. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm good. I would do like the longest opinion piece I've ever done on on Outer Haven, which I've done some long ones. I have, but like if they ruin this, I will go after them because it's like this is the thing, and we don't have many requests in the Pokemon fandom because we just want to see a good show or a good game, but. If they screw up Ash and Serena, oh, we're gonna go after them. Ooh, it's gonna be good. So stay tuned. I'm kind of torn now. Do I want to do it or do I want to get what I want? Mm. I'll be a Palpatine. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Uh, and now, for, now for the main event. Let's just woo. All right. So in light of Kirby, the game, um, Forgotten Land, we got into a rather interesting conversation because the game, as noted last week and as talked about by Will tonight, 
it really is a game for completionists. There is a percentage that you can really do of getting the wildies, getting all the items, doing the minigames and everything. And it made us realize, are there games that we actually try to do completionist runs on to get 100%, to do everything possible to get everything out of this game? We're going to discuss it in an intense discussion. All right, so let's ask first. Let's first, go with the basic question. Mm-hmm. Outside of Kirby, well, because he obviously just completed that. Uh, all of us, ha- are there games that we honestly can remember doing 100% runs on? Mm, like there, definitely has been recent games that I remember like really going that has completely immersed me, literally like absorbed me to the point that I actually have gone 100%. Like. And like the recent library, like obviously the one, the biggest um, example is Super Mario Odyssey. That thing is like th- that game itself is a perfect example of of a game that really does push you to completionist if you want to go for that extra mile. And before Odyssey, I think the probably the other game that actually got me to completionist is up the PS Sony games. Like um, the last one I probably remember is um, like Persona Four or or even. Um, even back in the PS2 or Persona 3, even though they hadn't had achievement, it's just like there is that extra activity that you want to go extra forth and that extra item that shows that you have gone beyond uh, of the game. So, yeah, a couple, couple games I, I do remember actually going full completionist run on. Dang it, you're giving me flashbacks now of the Persona series because I've 100%ed a lot of those too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't I remember completing a lot of games. And then you said, it like, oh, crap, I did do that. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely a lot of PS2 games as well, like that that actually kind of that actually ha- was a very good completionist run game, like um, uh, Sly Cooper games. Those things were uh, also yeah. a fairly good games to complete yeah. as well. So, like, there is definitely like certain ex- like certain games that like there are games that you don't want to complete. But like, for example, um, like the Assassin's Creed games of recently. It's like yeah, you do not want to complete those. I mean, earlier earlier games like like Assassin's Creed one, two, like not not one, two was definitely a good example. That actually, was a de- decent mm-hmm. uh, um completionist run game because it actually does reward you with something with the whole fetters and all that. But later on, it just get it just get too much, especially with the collector player. That is an example you do not want to make go full completionist run just because it is tedious. While, like, for example, Odyssey is not tedious. Like, it, again, like, back when Sumar Odyssey first released it, it just constantly rewarded you. You get that moon, you get that moon, you get that moon. And, like, and of course, like, with all, like, the, um, the, the, the unique currency for each land, you get the costumes. It just, like, it constantly rewards you. And, like, and with the recent example of Kirby, like, I also get that same feeling. It's, like, when you go for that... um get all the figures from the gachapon or like <laughs> defeat that uh, time trial like get that thing in right under like 40 seconds like what or, or less like even 30 seconds like you might to go and cut off some time and like boom you get that and that extra um currency from that uh, time trial like but it's definitely those kind of games like that if you if you constantly reward you with something like really helps helps with that like at the end, like for it rewards your effort, then by all means, I think that's the game that you actually it, it well worth 
your time to actually put into complete completing the game. Like, sure, you want to go get a quick run, a quick story run with it, but there is definitely the games that like I, I, there's got to be more. I gotta want to see every single thing. Like, I don't know. Like, f- for you, Todd, like you you completed uh, Zion Bay Chronicles too, and of course with the, the DLC. And that thing is not not a small game. That thing is huge. That thing is big. Yeah, but I I didn't. I wouldn't say I completed it. I, I mean, sorry, when I haven't did completionist it. I just did um, the majority. Just, the, the majority, and for me, ironically, despite me playing a lot of games that had that extra stuff, like Odyssey, I never completed Odyssey. I or sorry, okay. I never, I never one hundred percent Odyssey. I remember you doing it because you got that special picture. Um, I just it never really interested me, or even like Breath of the Wild. I okay, did okay, a okay. lot in a Breath of the Wild. I loved it, but I never, I never completed the. And I, did, I didn't even get to do the DLC. The I, also ironically, the most recent game that I know that I did 100% complete was Pokemon Legends Arceus, because mm. you needed to 100% the Pokedex in order to get Arceus. Spoiler, um, and it was worth it. And then I did the Daybreak content because that was coming out at the same time as the podcast, so that that was fun. Um, another game that I would say I have completed was, and I know this, this won't seem the same, but Fire Emblem Three Houses. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You you finished all four paths, right? Exactly, right. and I did. And then I did the DLC with Ash and Wolves, and I so I hundred percented that. Um, those ones kind of, for lack of a better word, drive me in a different way because when I think right. of, when I think about RCS or when I think about uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm doing those extra steps those extra paths because that's part of the story um versus like in other pokemon games where you know you got like the battle tower or the battle frontier oh, okay, or okay, you know okay, okay. Or you, oh you could still catch them all but like do i though versus on arceus it felt compelling to catch them all in order to get arceus because he was the he was the pot of gold at the end of the very mm-hmm. nice dimensional <laughs> rainbow <laughs> and then but then and then three houses is like okay i've done dimitri's path now i want to go do edelgard's okay i've done Dim- edelgard's path and i'm going to go do dimitri oh sorry uh, uh claude and now i want to do the silver snow path and have none of them on my side what could possibly go wrong and, um, um <laughs> uh, sorry to stop you as well but i have a question because like they also did that ex- extra um mile of actually uh doing a, a new run on the hardest difficulty because you actually get that uh unique title screen with Tiki resting on the throne, like do you that? Huh? Uh, you went on the on the fold, um, the hardest difficulty on a new file, and you get that unique title screen with ah. Tiki laying on the throne. Because I know there was like Wait, that, there t- was a mention tiki? of that. Uh, not not Tiki. Uh, <laughs> Saltis. Sorry, Saltis. Saltis. Yeah. So, but like those ones matter to me because it's it's like story content, and I want to I want to see it from the story perspective. Like, oh, what happens when I finally meet Arceus? Oh, what happens mm-hmm. when I complete all four paths? Do I have like the full complete story now? Versus like with Mario or Kirby, where you know I could save all the wildies, and I probably will one day, but uh, it's not this. Or like Triangle Strategy, I want to okay, okay. complete that story wise because I want to see what the golden route is for me. I know you've gotten it, and that's fine, but I want to see it for myself because that's what I mean. I'm a story guy. So for me, I'm driven by the content in terms of me getting something out of it versus, oh, you've done 100%. Great, but does that actually mean something? Right, so, right, yeah, right. It's kind of that thing. It, it definitely also got, kind of goes with the industry as well. Like, yeah, Nintendo, again, Nintendo, they're one of the. the the companies that does not do like a tro- like a achievement or trophy system, but they do allow games that have in-game tro- um, trophies. So like, 
like with Kirby, they, it does reward you in game. And while like the other other um, systems like Microsoft, Sony, they have the like the trophy system, like the platinum trophy, the full uh, thousand score uh, gamer score on your t- on your profile to show that you yes you have did everything, the hardest difficulty, you did Halo on Legendary and all that, just showing that you are the you did that above and beyond just for bragging rights. And that's kind of the thing that I find it very interesting because like like. Do you want to have like? Is it really warranted to have that bragging right? Especially like, for example, like in Sony games, like I I platinum this game. I did a hundred percent. Did everything of that. Like I I can say I went above and beyond. Like I I think they also will. I think a lot of people can also argue that even with the recent game of Elden Ring, they did everything. They did the bit the, the hidden bosses. Did all these um complete everything. The maps, the seeds, the all the different builds. And all that, like this, they got all the trophies. They said, like, yes, this I have officially conquered Elden Ring. Like, it, like, is that that concept of having bragging rights really that appealing? I mean, sure, it depends on each person to person, but like, when you complete that those kind of games, like, is it just for the fact that do you want to have that bragging right, or is it just like the the time that you spend it to getting to that point is well worth it? And that's one thing I do, I do wonder time to time. Like, why is it I enjoy my time of Odyssey? Why is it I enjoy my time of Kirby or other games I have? Like, is it is it time that I invested in it? Am I absorbed in it? I do wonder, like, what is that drive for that? Like, why you want to complete it? Or you just want to like, get the extra value for that, uh, for the price you pay? What about you, Scott? So I'm on a similar vein as <clears throat> top of this. I was very big on getting completion bonus stuff for either story or because of like in jrpg sometimes you get like extra characters yes 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 or you get like extra items or stuff of value like for say like the dot hack series 100%ing beating all the doppelgangers oh gives you yeah, a big, yeah, yeah like a big new weapon sort that you can use that's yes. usually pretty op so you can actually go to the next game mm-hmm, in that series mm-hmm. with your op weapon and right, 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 I always right, love right. doing that. Um, that's the dot hack series is one that I've 100%ed many times <laughs> because <laughs> I'm way too much of a fanboy of that series. But of the ones that I've completed, also for like the story aspect, was like I think the first one that actually really grabbed me was the Kingdom Hearts series. When you wow. complete those games, you get access to like two like other end game credit scenes. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. And I, they don't usually actually reveal a lot, but no. to me, they felt like something I could kind of think about and put my mind on of what things I want to see. Because, like, in the first Kingdom Hearts, when you 100%, you get that um, scene of just this n- random Keyblade wielder with two Keyblades dueling with this other guy, and you're just like, this looks sick. Yeah, and then we find out that's Roxas. And then, yeah. and then at the end of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 2, they do Birth by Sleep, which we all thought was Kingdom Hearts 3, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was the prequel story, but we didn't right. know that at the time. So, yeah. Like I will forever remember the that that Kingdom Hearts two end screen because that, they showed that on cheat on G four and mm-hmm. Kirsten Holt was like if you get a hundred percent you get the trailer for Kingdom Hearts three here it is and it was just like it looks so cool <laughs> thought it was Kingdom it was Hearts. a lie <laughs> that's why we we waited so like, we want to see this and then the PSP is like hey remember this scene from that one game that you beat like ten years ago here's the opening <laughs> scene of this one <laughs> and then you know that's actually the ending scene of it. <laughs> So, yeah, I really enjoy completing games for the story of benefits. Um, I guess the more recent one that I've done was the Kakarot series, like Dragon Ball oh, Z Kakarot. Okay, 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 okay. I completed that one because I wanted to also just beat Beerus because he was annoying. 
Because <laughs> in order to do 100% it, when the first DLC got released, you basically had to get your characters to level 250 and then beat up Beerus. Oh, only. The only. Yeah, which, ironically, at the time when the, like, I was finally done with the story and aspect, my character's like level 80, so it took a lot of grinding. And oh my gosh, uh, the grinding is not good in that game. Until the second, or until the second DLC, which gives you a lot of access to just random items that you can put to your characters, as well as like the you can battle like eighty people at once instead of just three. That gives you a lot more experience than fighting three. Who would have thought? <laughs> and so that was also something that I really loved. And heck, I even hundred percented the DLC for the third DLC of Kakarot because that <laughs> one reverts your levels back to level like twenty. Um, because it's like its own separate thing from the actual main game. So you're like, you're just the future go on, future trunks mm-hmm. doing like that story. And you start off with like, like level 20, you have to get back to like level 150 again. Which, by the way, is really, is actually a lot easier in that one because they actually fix the experience values in the DLC 3. So when you actually, you know, grind three opponents, you actually get a decent amount of experience rather than nothing. That was one of my big gripes of that game was you grinding gave you absolutely squat. Right, right, right. And I think that's kind of like going back to the idea like you want that cost reward. Like, yeah, sure, like there is that grinding, like maybe that's in itself as a reward, but that's kind of a, like you don't want to be a, a grinding experience to be a reward. You want something like at the end of that tunnel, that end of that journey, like it rewards you. Like, oh, I have an, a, a great item or an OP weapon or like, like a perfect example, Resident Evil 4. Perfect game to, to like go full on completionist because again, once you defeat like a, a quick run, you get the RPG, you get the Tommy gun, you get all these different rewards at post game, and it's just like you can play the game whatever you want, and sh- it rewards you as well. Like Resident Evil Four, like arguably is definitely one of the games that is so completionist friendly. Like it, it wants you because it just gives you that great war at the end for for your efforts yeah <laughs> i always like how Resident evil like when you 100 percent their games they give you some ridiculous like weapon that you can just basically have a power fantasy rather than like a horror game <laughs> right 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 it's just like it, it, it changes the experience at the end of it like yeah i think even uh, with the recent uh, resident evil 2 remake they kind of did that at the same thing as well so like it's just that fact of like like it, it can't, like Nintendo. Uh, what other games you play from Nintendo, Sony, or whatever these companies are? Like, if they give you like that reward or or something that really fulfills that criteria, like they respect your time, they respect like you going that extra mile. I mean, heck, I wouldn't even say even uh the original Chrono Trigger, or like uh, like for uh you can probably uh inform me, Scott. But like, is there? Uh, I'm pretty sure there is like some sort of completionist bonus at the end for Chrono Cross, correct? Because if they follow the same vein of Chrono Trigger, right? Yes, you get a little added ending bonus material that shows you a bit of connection also to Chrono Trigger. Because right, 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 right. <laughs> you also, they, um, if you look at the development cycle for like Chrono Cross, they were actually originally intending it as a sequel, so they're adding a lot more Chrono Trigger characters in it. And then they like later on in the development cycle, they decided not to have it as like a full-on sequel and put it more as like a kind of a in the same kind of vein. And so they removed a lot of those characters, but then added like sprites that were similar to those characters. Mm-hmm. Or in some essence, they added a character in for just a cutscene because they still had the assets made for that character. Right. Okay. Um, I decided okay. to look at a lot of development cycles back in those days because I was big in certain games, specifically the Chrono series. And 
<laughs> Kingdom Hearts games. Those things make right, you look at right. development cycles and all of like the developing publishing and all those kind mm-hmm, of deals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. yeah, with Chrono Cross, um, there are de- elements that you get to see more story elements of when you 100% the game because there's a lot of different like endings with that, which partner you choose in your party. Right, okay, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of party yeah, characters yeah. in that game. Right, right. right it was like right. 40 or something. Yeah, yeah, like definitely one of the expansive cast. And yeah, just like, uh, and just going back, going back to going to the topic, it's just like, the like, like with Kingdom Hearts, like, again, the fact they have the entire list, like, more like a, a checklist, I was like, what you can do. I think that's also like, I don't know, maybe it's just the monkey brain within me or for on humans. But once you have that check mark right list, oh, I completed that, like, get all the, 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 the Mickey charms or whatever. Like, the, the fact that it checks off, like, uh, it's just that serotonin. It's just like, ah, oh, that is so good. Seeing that checklist, that completionist right there. Like, ah, yeah, that yeah. works. That works. Get so, a little crown on your little journal. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I don't mind the crown, but at times it's like, I'll give you your example. Is actually the Metroid series. Okay, okay. All right, like Metroid, they entice you to try, or they try to entice you to get a hundred percent by collecting all the items and everything. And of course, the the most famous one is the original Metroid game, where if you get a hundred percent, you see that Samus is a girl. Right. Like, right. oops. We, we all thought he was, it was Samus was a guy, but no, then, then we see her in, like, not much outside of her armor, and, like, that became the joke, is that, you know, the more you percentage you get, the more you see of actual Samus, and, like, which says a lot, if you really think about it, and, yeah. like, I've, I've never been that enticed, because it's like, I could, A, I can see the, the screens online if I, if I so chose, but... It's like some of those things that you have to get, you have to like really struggle to get. Like you right, said, it's no right, fun right. to grind for those results, Scott. And yeah, like that's not. how I felt. <laughs> and like with Dread, I think I got, ugh, I don't, 30% maybe technically with all the items because I, I did a little bit of a bare bones run, but I still made it work. And I was trying when I could to get everything that I could because because it, it was a it was a difficult game, especially with the Emmys and the bosses, but. I have no desire to 100% a Metroid game because I know how much work it'll take to to do it, even with a guide. And even then, it, some some of them like you have to press this button and this button and then go into your right into the dash, right into the aim it correctly. Like, nah! so, yeah, pass. So yeah, I feel that. I don't like it when it's like 100. Like when you have to complete a game requires you have to have like almost like inhuman skill at some. Yes, point. yes. Metroid yes. and like is like one of those games where like you have to know everything about everything just in order to get to that time frame that you want to get in. And yeah. there's like games like Resident Evil where you also need to have like infinite knowledge of like what you need to do and what you need to do. So it's like requires you at least to have like two or three playthroughs just to understand how to get that time that you need to 100% it. Yeah. And, and trust me, while my hair might be out of this world, I am still very much human. And so I have no desire to try and break my hands to try and do exactly what you want me to do, Metroid, to get that extra tank or missile expansion or yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, it's it's always, like, I'll admire guys like Gerard the Completionist, shout out to G4, <laughs> because they, they he, he makes his life on completing the games, and that's fun. But that also takes a level of dedication that a lot of us, either can't do or don't do or won't do and i feel like there needs to be something 
special. Like, I, like you mentioned the Sly Cooper, Will. I love the Sly Cooper franchise. It's one of my favorites ever. I remember 100%ing the original game because to do that, you had to get all the parts of the Thievius Arcunus. Like, all the pages that were hidden in the vaults. And I in remember the bottles, going, yeah, yeah. And then in the bottles, I remember going back and I remember the cutscene of him finally completing the book. And that meant something because I got to see Sly holding his family legacy. And that was awesome. But then in the other games, it wasn't really about 100%ing and that was fine. But but like that meant something to me because I got to complete Sly's mission. It wasn't just about being the Phoenix Five. It was about getting his book back and getting his family legacy. And that was something I appreciated. And other games, or like Chrono Trigger, you know, you had all those endings. And so 100% in some ways was getting all those endings and seeing how you could beat the game in all those different ways. And that's cool versus other ones like a Kirby, like an Odyssey, where it's just, oh, let's see if you can do it. Let's see if you can. And even you said you wish you had gotten more from Kirby after 100%ing it. So, you know, it's it's that that's that line where it says, you know, we want you to complete it versus you need to complete it. To <laughs> right, 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 so, right. Like, that's fair. Like, while, while I do get props, like they at least in Kirby and as well in, in Odyssey, like at least they acknowledge you. Like, for example, in Kirby, they give you the picture frame and in Odyssey, like they, they award you with the golden blimp as well as that top hat on the Mushroom Kingdom. So they give you that acknowledgement, which at least that's the most basic they can get to give but if they like go even one step further like with that uh infinite rocket from resident Evil 4 or like i don't know an op mode a cheat mode of some kind then by all means i think that's probably one of the better rewards to give for full-on completionists but that that's just in my opinion but like there, of course there, there will be games like you can't actually quote-unquote complete like i don't there some people have completed Skyrim or like these big open games, like uh, like Breath of Wild. Like Breath of Wild, I think that's that's a game that's not really a great completionist rewarding game because like you, you get more story, but at the same and let's not forget about the Korok Seed Hunt, which the reward not worth it. That that Korok Seed Breath of Wild not worth it. So oh yeah, that was it's just what was that? <laughs> who, who thought that was a good idea? You you torture us and then you give us that like what? Yeah. Yep, so, yep, yep. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Um, like, I've I've thought about game... I, I've done game design and everything, and I haven't had a game where I, I would do something where I would have, like, that 100% yet. But if I did, I would definitely make it to where if you got that 100%, you got a tease of something. Or... A, a hint of what might come or a, or a deep secret that may not have been revealed before but is revealed now and whatever um because i would want it to be meaningful i would want to truly reward them for playing my game and doing all of this and some games do that and some games don't it really just depends on the design and some of them like an elden ring it's really just about you know saying you did it all versus getting <laughs> rewarded the experience um, is enough. <laughs> yes, the experience, and plus you get you do get like good armor. You got you got Melania's blade, and like just like that 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 feather in your cap. Like yeah, I defeated this boss in other like no no armor, just all battle, no all that perfect untouched, no summons, all that. Yeah, yeah. Now, is there a upcoming game that you might think about trying to one hundred percent? I think the next, personally for me, the next game that actually may have that potential to be a completionist run game would be Live Alive. Because, Ooh. like, Octopath Traveler, like, thinking about it back now, Octopath Traveler, like, while it, it does have that drive regarding to story-wise, it didn't really have that, uh, it really absorbed me into, like, want to go f- 
get everything, including like the extra dungeon and all that. But with Live Alive, I don't know. It just because it has a different style of different uh, time periods and all that with Chrono Trigger influence, I feel like that may possibly have a, a good completionist run. But then again, Square Enix doesn't really have that good track record uh, of being completionist friendly. So I don't know about that. But Live Alive <laughs> definitely has that potential, I guess. Yeah, I personally, of the games I know, um, I'm curious to see like what we could do. Maybe like Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Oh. Uh... Whether they try and go, if there is a hundred percent that you can do with it, maybe get like a secret ending or something. Because um, again, that's an alternate reality kind. Of, and I know that they had something in uh, Age of Calamity. I just don't know what. I never got around to it. Because um, that was definitely a game I was fine with not hundred percent. Because some of <laughs> their tasks are big. Calling <laughs> techno games for going to Warriors games. It is nightmare to complete to complete to say yeah. the least yeah, yeah. Well, it, warriors <laughs> well it's just like i'm saying like all the with, with gauge of calamity and this is a spoiler but who cares at this point um you get your you your tiny little guardian machine dies at the end of the game but then you figure out a way to repair it and so you have to go and do these random tasks all around to get the parts so you could fix the guy and I was looking at some of these tasks, and they're either really hard, you need very specific items to complete the task or to get the task at all, and that's on top of all the other things where you can you need to have either really good skill with a certain character, which is not always a guarantee because some of them really suck looking at you great fairies, <laughs> or you know you had to have collected a certain amount of items, bought a lot of items, and yada, yada, yada. That's the stuff that turns me off because it's like I have to do a whole lot of work for a, like one cutscene. It's probably just Zelda holding her little guy and being happy that he's alive. Which is a heartwarming moment, I'm sure, but it's not worth my time and effort. Okay, <laughs> so ugh. On me, I'm probably gonna be 100%ing. I think Soul Hackers oh. coming out this year, and I've always been big on completing Atlas games because I'm a sucker for doing everything on those games. A- <laughs> Atlas games are definitely well rewarded for completionists, like especially with the hidden boss fights. I mean, heck, even with Shin Megami Tensei Five recently, like yeah. just going on that, like that, those fights are always pr- very fun. Yeah. Having yeah. the extra difficulty with like extra fights is nice, but I also wonder. Well, I'm probably not going to get this for a while, but if I ever do get the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, I'll probably 100% that too. Oh, I know oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of people who want to do that, like or <laughs> who have done 100% on the Lego games just so they can get all the characters and unlocks and everything, because that's part of the fun is unlocking everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I love unlocking new characters. It's probably like near the top of things that I love about. Un- 100% completionist, which makes me wonder how, like, the, uh, what's it called? The Shredder's Revenge is going to be, because they oh. know, like, six characters, and I wonder if there's a seventh that they're going to be adding, like, if you 100% it. Because I know the old NSN, the SNES games had those kind of things where if you completed the game, you'd get, like, a bonus character or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's the same deal that's going to be a Shredder's Revenge yeah, yeah, I definitely hope, like, yeah, like, well, now with these recent ritual games that's being brought back and via collection or whatever, like, yeah, I definitely hope they, like, some of these games definitely keep that same spirit of, like, when you finish the game or that, there is a war, like, I don't, you unlock a new character, unlock a new chapter, like, definitely have that old retro spirit, like, with, like, I think, yeah, even with, um, like, uh, Shovel Knight kind of did the same thing as well, that's what yeah. it was, so, yeah. 
that the only time that I don't necessarily always appreciate that kind of thing is like the the Warriors Orochi series. Uh... Usually, to unlock Orochi, you have to hundred percent the game, and that is a uh, that is a very taxing game to hundred percent complete. Yep. I usually yep. don't care as much about it anyways because they already have like almost two hundred characters in those games. <laughs> yeah, so I it's still... just like, oh, I got the villain. Who cares? I still <laughs> remember actually like doing all paths. We're going to a uh, Dynasty Warriors three and getting that move so armored that that makes you uh no against arrow damage so yeah doesn't, <laughs> I mean, that, sure, that's very helpful <laughs> yeah that that was that was time back in the ps2 days yeah yeah <laughs> i'm definitely yeah. curious about uh, zealot chronicles 3 oh yeah 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 because we can we still we know precious little about that game and like mm-hmm. what and, and and two was very different in how it, it was completed because you could improve the different like areas and lands and titans and all that, and along with getting all the blades, which is a difficult. Time. Yeah, the blades, <laughs> like doing everything for them. Was like I, want, I did everything yeah. I could to get Cosmos, and I couldn't get her. It's like so wrong. But uh, <laughs> so, but if that game has something, I'm definitely going to try for that. Uh, I definitely won't be completing X, or, uh, Scarlet Scarlet Violet. Not a chance. I've never completed I, I a Pokemon game outside <laughs> of. Arceus, and that's just the truth. Now I gotta so, catch them all, eh? <laughs> again, I gotta catch them all again, but without them being actually everywhere. So it's like, why? And without it being as fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. sadly, yeah. So, oh well. Alright, and with that, we're we ending this episode of the Nintendo RTM Podcast. Yeah, he's still with the Master Emerald. Dang it. <laughs> Fine. I will crack my knuckles. And find the pull. Oh, shut up. Uh, find the pull myself. If I recall correctly, uh, last time was about what did we do? Oh, yeah, those Smash Brothers trailers, um, which was a very fun one. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Also, oh yeah, I want to talk about this um, while I'm looking this up because I clearly totally have this up, right, Tyler? Right, Tyler? I totally have the pull up. Um, one of the we. April Fool's Day happened right after the podcast, and I thought of a funny idea to where we made it where we reversed the Smash Brothers list so that it would look like uh, Isabel was the best trailer and Sora was the worst. <laughs> I pitched that and none of you reacted, so I'm like, okay, fine, we won't do it. But I thought about that. I was like, we just did this. What if we made the joke for those who hadn't watched the podcast to where Isabel was the best trailer and Sora was the worst? Oh, that would have been. I would have loved to see just the reactions, especially if you posted it on Reddit. I would. Uh... I would have even. I would have even titled it "Why Isabel's Trailer Is the Best Super Smash Brothers <laughs> Character Review." Uh, that Link is it to, such... like, a random article. That would be um, such a troll bait. That's it would so be. It would be. And, and Ty, uh, bless you, Tyler. You did indeed post everything, and he even added special categories for like the reveal trailers for the games and the echoes and so on and so forth. So uh, do check out that list. It was very fun making that last week. So anyway, last week we asked you of our of our our top four. Who was the best Smash Brothers character reveal trailer? Was it Sora, Banjo, Sephiroth, or Sonic the Hedgehog? Fifty uh, percent said Sora. 37.5% said Banjo-Kazooie, 12.5% said Sephiroth, and 0 said Sonic. Oof, oof, oof. Sorry, Tyler. Not sorry, Rhesus. So <laughs> They're all just too young to have remembered it. <laughs> uh, well, you know what they say. Live and learn. <sighs> ah! Oh, yeah! 
All right, and be sure to let us know what your thoughts are on completing games 100%. What is a recent game that you have honestly done that with? Was it Kirby? Was it Pokemon Legends Arceus? Was it something else? Do let us know. What what games in the future are you personally looking forward to completing 100%? And are you hoping that Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope comes out in tw- uh, later this year in 2022 would you trust jeff fowler with a super smash brothers film are you excited for serena to return in uh pokemon journeys are you getting chrono cross and if it is why is your name scott um <laughs> and everything else so for skull kid scott Mario will i am try first todd and ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. Maybe Tyler will return from the Master Emerald Realm next time. So, raise the flag.